This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now. Following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Well, no, what I'm saying is someone's still going to win, and it might be we got to, if, 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 I know, you know, just what half the field is playing badly you know with golf you can easily say oh the course must be hard they're all playing bad you know what i mean it all kind of comes back to earth a little bit sergio has been like ah i can't wait to leave this place Welcome, welcome Tuesday night here on the Divots and Pivots show. I am Angela Duke, a.k.a. Mr. Mallet, and joined, as always, by Mr. Bud Copeland at this Buzz for You. Bud, how are you better than your team this weekend? I hope. So, when when my grandfather was growing up, he's like a, he was a, I think he was first generation American. So his, his folks came over from Russia in the early days, didn't have any friends. Uh, you can relate. Uh, didn't really speak English. <laughs> Shots fired early. Didn't speak English until like the third grade, but he had a pet raven. He had this pet raven, a blackbird outside, um, you know, that lived outside that he would feed and everything like that. And then the depression hit. And guess what was for dinner one night? Crow. And um, <laughs> yeah. And so in honor of that, I, I am drinking. I'm joined by Edgar Allan Poe. Because uh, I am going to be eating a little bit of crow today, and I'm all right with that. I'm, it's early. He got to uh, – I got too hot, too high, and just nah, like Icarus flew, this flew too close to the sun. Constantly all year. I'm oh, just stop it with but, your humility. But hey, no, but really, actually, you go first. I was going to say, real fast, speaking of Edgar Allan Poe, have you watched the new uh, – The Pale Blue Eye on Netflix? Have you seen that no, movie starring Christian need, Bale? I, no, but I'm, I'm into it. I used it's, to teach creative writing cool. and – it's pretty cool. So Poe's not like the Christian Bale's character is the star, but Poe is like the secondary star, mm-hmm. I guess. Sure. Like his character is it's just a well done movie. I highly suggest checking that out on Netflix, The Pale Blue Eye. Is it a lot? Are there a lot? Is it a lot? Are there a lot of uh, literary allusions to Poe? I mean, is the whole thing yeah. Poe themed? Hence no. The pale Blue Eye. Okay. That's what I mean. Like Poe's like the secondary character. Character. It's like a murder mystery thriller, and Poe is like. Oh, okay. I, I I get it. I get it. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So, so we haven't run into any killers yet that do like a wink, wink, nod, nod to any of Poe's stories or anything like that, where it's like, no. oh, wow. Oh, okay, cool. He's literally just a character. He's like, he's, yeah, it's like, it's him while he's at the uh, military academy. At, uh, I think it's West Point back in the day, you know, up in. Yeah, he got kicked out early. He wasn't a great student. He also married his cousin, uh, found drunk <laughs> in a gutter somewhere. I, I'm fascinated with the dude. I taught for a number of yeah. years and I would, do, I made my students learn the Raven, the whole bit. Um, I would perform the bells, 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 bells. Well, the world, the world, and uh, a nice pub down in uh, downtown Lowell, Mass, my hometown. This is a supposedly theory, not theory, um, rumor 
historical lore is that I love rumors. Part, he wrote part of the Raven while sitting at that bar. Shut nothing the front to, door. Nothing to corroborate it, but they run with it. Shit, it's 2023. <laughs> you, I heard it he on was, the internet, so it, it must is be true. confirmed that he was a frequent patron of the bar. That's, but there's nothing that's confirmed close. that writing happened there. That's close enough for me. I don't know yeah. if we if you knew this about me. I have an, an overwhelming infatuation with Edgar Allan Poe. It it goes back it. to like my days in college. And so when I became a creative writing teacher, uh, they it was really humanities was the name of the class. Yeah. And uh, and they were like, the, the, this year we wanted to be more creative writing focused. I really knew not a whole lot about the topic specifically. And so to buy myself about six weeks to do some research and develop a robust uh, curriculum, which involved like a, what I called my writer's boot camp. I developed that yeah. off of the, the UGA professor who I took it under. But the first six weeks was nothing but Edgar Allan Poe. I mean, nice. for, I hate, you, yeah. You could get your, you could get yourself through it. And, I wanted to learn about it more. I wanted to talk about it more and it fit. Uh, at least I made up, made up a reason for it to fit what we were trying to do. Nice. Uh, but no, nah, man. So yeah, going to eat some crow today, but we are going to talk some golf. We'll get into it early uh, before we go any further. I'm wearing my moose shirt because once yes. again, shouts to fantasy national and the Mooseonomics that make me a little bit smarter, although they didn't last week. Um, I'm not going to blame the tool. I'm going to blame the artist, not the implement. Moose was very clear when he was on the show. Let's not, mm -hmm. you know, don't point fingers at me, you know, when you, when you can't make picks. Um, yes, but that on the was, other side, I, I won six for six and I won some money and some GPPs. I put the same lineup in. So it was a good week for, uh, for this side of the screen. So we're going back to the well this week. We will get to, we'll get into some tea time later, some scuttlebutt around what's going on in golf, what's going yes, on in yes. the sports world and just some general fascinations, but we'll start with the farmers. That's what the people tune in to hear. That's what they want to know about the farmer's oh, insurance yeah. open. <laughs> uh, what I love about this is first of all, we get to see a major venue, Torrey Pines, uh, yes. Torrey Pines, the municipal courses out there in La Jolla in the San Diego area. <clears throat> this was another Muni, you know, Muni major that Tiger took down in 2008. My uncle was on the 72nd. I, I like how I had the facial <laughs> humble brag. No, <laughs> but my uncle was uh, fortunate enough to be one of the photographers on the 72nd. They got like the double fist pump of Tiger after he makes oh, the yeah. to force to force the playoff with Rocco. Uh, and it really quick side note about that. I think it's lost on people that Tiger kind of intentionally went after the the Muni majors, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Pebble Beach is not necessarily a Muni, so to speak. It's publicly accessible and everything. But then he went and got Beth Page. He took down Tory. I think I think because of his background, there's always that little chip on his shoulder that he, um, whatever he had to do to motivate himself. And we're going to talk yeah. Joe, Joe Burrow later. But whatever Tiger had to do to motivate himself. Uh, I think that's what he did. He latched on like, all right, this is a municipal yeah. people's champion. I grew up on these courses. I couldn't get into the big country clubs. I it's what the greats. It's what the greats have done. Tom Brady used to do the same thing. He'd find the smallest, like, you know, inconsequential thing to piss himself off purposely so that he could use it. You know what? I think since Tom Brady is such a big golf person and he was part of the match series, we get to bring him up whenever we want in season or out of season. He looks terrible. Yeah. I don't, and, now I don't, that, and now that Bill O'Brien is back and, uh, New England. Now everyone's like, "Oh, maybe Brady's going to come back." Just, I just leave him out to pasture. No, I don't need him. Just, yeah, and not um, that he's like, he's still good enough, like to be in the NFL. Like he's, but I don't I, want, him. I don't want him right now. Just let. I go back to my heroes, uh, Dan Patrick, and what he says. He's like, if I'm Miami and I and I want to give Tua another year to breathe and heal, and I got Tommy saying right there and saying, "Hey, want to want to be closer to the kids? Want to come yeah. one year? You know, one more ride? Try to blah blah blah. Stick it to the old man up in the east again. Like I mean, there's there's all sorts of angles. Because here's the other part, and we will get back to the farmers. This is a golf show. Uh, <laughs> But as we're talking about, the reason we're talking uh, so early about the farmers is because it's up Wednesday to Saturday this week. They said we yes. don't want to touch Sunday. We're not even we're not going to fool ourselves into thinking that we can go head to head. Now, I'm not so naive to think that it was that simple. There's probably some advertiser crossover in there where they just went, wait a minute, pause. We're, we're shooting ourselves here. Right. You know, so let's do this. I think it's cool. It's one of those wink, wink, nod, nod acknowledgements to the king of all sports in America football. But it also it, it's also just one of those one offs in the year that I kind of like. So yeah. uh, they're they're starting next week. You will be seeing Wednesday pieces this week's in golf. I'm going to tease it right now. It will nice. start next week because it involves it involves <clears throat> our picks. It involves our uh, analysis. It just depends on which emphasis oh, you put. It, it involves all that, and there's no way to get it out in time to really satisfy the masses no. and be equitable and fair. So, starting next week, look for this uh, this week in golf, and it will be a crossover crossover with this show and some of what Andrew's going to be coming coming with your way. That said, <laughs> Tom Brady looks like shit, man. Yes, yeah, so you you have said that. Yes, <laughs> he looks bad. 
but since he's a golf guy, we can bring him up anytime. And uh, you were talking about yes, the greats, yes. and we were talking about the munis, and because we're we're at one this week, Tory Pines, and they play the north mm-hmm. and they play the south. If anybody's yep. keeping score at home, the south course is where the majors are played. Uh, both are monsters, par seventy two. The south measures at seventy seven hundred. They can get really yeah. really this antsy is, and get that thing out there to eight if they need to. This is um, a long one. Another reason I'm, we, we teased it uh, before why we love the West Coast, or at least I love it, is because we get to say fun things like Kukuya and Papoa, <laughs> yes. uh, which is what they're playing on this week, which are forms yes. of bent grass and everything. But they're playing on Kukuya, you know, the tees and the fairways, and Papoa Anua on the greens. Something fascinating about Tori is it's difficult in its own right. It's going to be chilly. It's not going to get above 60 really the entire time. And, you know, they got that fog coming in. So look for fog delays, look for wonky schedules, (laughs) pay attention to your draw because they, again, the South is the beast. The North is no joke, Uh, you know, but the South is really where you want to find out where your players are, are going to be there. The rough on this place when it's just tour time, they don't get it too big. You know, they go maybe three and three and a half inches, although that's big to some people. But when the USGA gets a hold of these courses, they grow it out there to five, six inches. And, and then you hear you hear rumblings by the end of the week in some spots at seven inches. It yeah. It's not going to be like that. So really do look for. I, it's just, so the it's rough's just, not going to be long and thick, but here's the, here's the thing. When, and we'll talk about the more specifics uh, when we get into our stats here. But because of the shape of this course and the length of this course, a lot of the approach shots are still going to be around that 200 mark. Yeah. I'd still rather someone not hitting the ball that far out of even short rough. Uh, you know what's funny is I don't uh, – with 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 some of the – first of all, shouts to X Xander. If you didn't see his albatross and then that watch his interview wild. afterwards, that was wild. He even admitted he was tra- – he's like, no, that was not even close to the line I was playing, not even the shot. I thought I lost <laughs> it right. I just got just lucky. Happened. Like $300,000 $300, shots blows my mind. But anyways, yeah. he's back, right? Like I, he was injured. Mm-hmm. He was out, and I was like, he's got he's to show me that he's back in form before yeah, I'll play no, he him He did. Again. He showed us. He sure. Sh- yeah, he's back. <laughs> but where I was getting at is – tiny little tweaks that maybe guys were looking to muscle through. Now we've seen mm-hmm. what muscling through can do to you in the game of golf because they, they are treating it's much more fine tuned where, you know, if you, you're going to pull something trying to two ten yeah. out of the rough up the hill, tiger could do it. Most of these guys can do it, but I think they are starting to play the odds a little bit more and just put, you know, hit an eight iron up there get something that's 50, 70, 75 yards and in, because yeah. even these guys, they, I don't, I don't think they're thinking they're going to make it, but they're at 75 and in. They know they're up and down, and they really think they've got a, a chance to dunk those. So, uh, But to your yeah. point, I would much rather just not even mess with all that and have somebody who's putting mm-hmm. the ball in the fairway and putting it to the green. Exactly. So we're we're out west. We They split the north and the south on Thursday and yep. Friday, and then after the cut, we go the south, south, south uh, over the weekend. What are we missing on the setup before we start talking about key statistics or things that are going to influence your decisions well i say the only thing to really watch out the only thing to really watch out for so you mentioned the you mentioned the fog because this is a two course uh scenario with one playing you know somewhat different as far as uh difficulty level than the other if we do run into delays and a situation for some reason where some guys have to finish off their first round on one course the, on the morning of the next day, and then they have to switch courses. That's something to, it, it's one of those little wonky things that might just mess with a guy. Was maybe not every guy, but some of these golfers out there that like their routine. That's something that might mess with guys. If you, I just watch the weather. That's all. If if, if fog is going to be a a, a factor long term in the morning, I might favor some of the morning tee times just to avoid someone having to play extra holes on the second day. That, that's a fair point. If you can get your guys in early and get some numbers out there, go bank your points and not let not, not yeah. let Mother Nature uh, or Father Nature, we really don't know how nature's <laughs> identifying these days, uh, let that dictate you know the scores. I will say when you start, when you throw out, the, this is what's fun and exciting about this. I'm rooting for fog. I'm team fog this weekend uh, because, because when that happens, everything kind of goes up in the air. And you, the guys will yeah. talk about it. Like it is a whole different mentality when – if you are one of those early groups and then all of a sudden you might have to wait something like 30 hours before you tee it up again, is that going to mess with you? Are you going to watch? Are you not going to yeah. watch? You know, or is like there jet you, lag if, involved? If play gets paused and your ball's like in the middle of the fairway and your first shot out there is going to be, you know, a top, like a tough hooking iron shot compared to a nice easy tee shot, you know, things like that, they, they matter. 
those little moments matter to you and me. These guys are freaking machines. No, I agree. You are right. (laughs) If you know, because you you take a Charles Howell, the third, and I'm just using him as kind of your stereotypical lifelong grinding tour pro. Uh, And he's almost mechanical in everything that he's done, his appearance, everything like, so, so you take a guy like that, where I would imagine if we're going to throw stereotypes around and why not, uh, that he would not be great kind of just off the cuff. All right. I got to wake up tomorrow morning on X hole. I'm 172 off the left, you know, left-hand rough up the hill over the bunker. Like that's my opening shot. I got a feeling yeah. that would bother him. And he would just have that mentality of like, let me grind it out to get in. And then I've got a fresh round coming right off that. I'll get back on track. Or even As going a- in and only having to play like your final two holes of the first round and then sit for like five hours before you even start your set or something like, that. you know what I mean? Right. As opposed it's to a Harry Higgs, who I feel like Harry Higgs can be rolled off of a couch or jet <laughs> charter at yeah. any given moment and say, Harry, here's the seven iron. Where's the hole over there? Go for it. Like, I feel like he's the embodiment of Tim Cup right now. Um, yeah. Also, because he had a pretty good weekend. And uh, yeah. he's another one of those personalities who flirted with flirted with being really good last year, and the year before. And then uh, ebbs and flows, you know, he kind of fell yeah. off, wasn't didn't play great. Uh, wasn't really like a name that was up there, but he is such a personality. And I think he did get such empowerment while he was flirting around those areas that as soon as it clicks again, he's going to be back on top. But this week I will say, um, look for big names. It's not, you look at the field, you look who's here. Uh, It's, it's the creme de la creme. It's the cream of the crop. It's they're going to rise to the top. I was about to start rapping. So look, don't be, I don't think there's gonna be a dark horse coming out of anywhere. You got a bunch of ass kickers up there who just got their asses kicked, but they know that they're ass kickers themselves. So this is a familiar track. They're going to know how to be prepared. Um, I I don't think you're going to see somebody like Davis Thompson have catch lightning in a bottle this week. I think it is going to be a star studded top 10. Once we get down to the nitty gritty, speaking of the nitty gritty, Yes. What's your nitty, what is your nitty gritty for this week? What are your what are your key three that you or four or five or however many you <laughs> pumped into your overindulged model? What are you looking at this week to influence your decisions? Well, since it's West Coast, we've talked about before. I'll skip right over the fact that stroke game approach, uh, strokes game approach, and strokes game putting are in there again. It's just it's just the way it is right now. So we'll, we'll keep those. But the three that I've added into those two um, are going to be uh, par fours, four fifty to five hundred yards. That's the majority of the court uh, makeup of both these courses. Uh, fairways gain, as to my point earlier, uh, because of the shapes of the course, uh, the holes were going to have a lot of long approach shots. I'd rather those being taken from the short grass, so I want guys putting it in the fairway. And then my other one is, uh, for the same reason, proximity t- uh, for approach shots, 200-plus yards uh, for those shots. So those are my three additional stats to approach and putting. See, you're setting the table for me to be lazy the rest of the year, and I'm kind of liking it. <laughs> uh, because Why? I'm Why almost... is that? Well, the whole mantra here, I I almost think you can overcook it too much. I'm almost sure. leaning more into the keep it simple, stupid method, which to That's me, fine. I've able, uh, I've able been to, I've able been to, I, you know what, real quick. The reason I freaked out like this a second ago, yeah, I just I realized, curious. I just realized I'm out of bourbon. I got to grab a beer. And, oh no. I know. I know. I know. I'm keeping some, I felt a little dehydrated. So I'm going with the, the Arnold Palmer's, uh, you know, nothing no, like uh, a bunch of sugar not, uns- and not, unsponsored, unsponsored, but uh, nothing, on, nothing like a bunch of sugar and sodium to, to really, really quench that. There's yeah, but dude, so nothing, refreshing, nothing better. If you're hungover, so if you're hungover, nothing better than an Arnold Palmer. Okay, so this, I, this the 22 ounce strawberry Arnold Palmer, if you have that, it's freaking delicious. No, I, I, not. I can chug it. They're hard to find, but they have little strawberry, it's a black can with little strawberries on it. With they're delicious. Gotta have. I can't do I can't do strawberry flavored things outside of a strawberry milk every once in a while. It's very like light strawberry flavor. It's not crazy. It tastes like an Arnold Palmer with like a hint of strawberry. Right. So, anyways, I think I might <laughs> actually have a chance to be lazy the rest of the year Go and for roll it. and and roll with a core two, which used to be um, strokes gained approach and strokes gained putting. Yes. And I, I was I was I was looking at strokes gained. My my good old friend, you know, kind of like. Kind of like every summer, I had these buddies at camp, 19 minutes and 24 seconds. One in particular, his name's Jonathan Goodboo, but it's spelled Godbout. And he's a school principal up in Nova Scotia in the offseason. And then during the summer, he and his wife, who used to be my roommate, totally platonic. She went to the University of Tennessee. The third roommate went to Florida. It was a fun house to live in. So the two of them got married. And we would go the entire year, school year. Is that my dog? Miller. 
Yeah, makes sense. We would go the entire school year without seeing each other. We'd get to camp and things would just kind of pick right back up where they sure. left off. Like it was nothing missed. So my good old friend strokes game ball striking, which yep. takes into account T play and that approach shot. It's, so really setting, I think that's going to, that's going to supplant strokes gained approach. And I'm going to hold on to putting. I know that when we get out here, somebody's <clears> going to say, but wait a minute, bud, didn't you always say, uh, you know what? I, I got to see what this freaking dog wants. This is wonderful television. And if you're, if you're listening to this on the you pod, can, you can do that. Cause I have, I have some points radio. I can, I can drag on talking about putting here to, to back up your point. Please do that. Of why stroking putting could be, uh, could and should stay in the, in the core, uh, maybe even a, above a stroke stand approach um, alongside strokes game ball striking. And that's because the fact of the matter is so many of these golfers nowadays are just, they focused on their wedge play and their iron play and they can just, stick it the majority of these guys can stick it close so what is going to offset the the stats where everybody feels confident and can do at a high level you got to find the guys who can finish those plays off by putting if they can stick it close and putt then compared to the guys who can stick it close and can't hit the putt then there's your edge and i think that's what i was getting at earlier which is what like like don't be shocked when you see big names doing big things xander colin morikawa and i was going to leave with this earlier um, oh, sorry. So what's my third? What's the third you ask? Yes. Between what's the third? Game ball striking and putting. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for asking. Where's my dog? <laughs> I just saw it back. Um, <laughs> double bogey avoidance, not bogey, double mm-hmm. bogey avoidance. I think you have to give yourself a little grace on this course and know that you're going to make some bogeys. It's a tough okay. freaking track and if long, because like you said, it is long. You are going to have some 200 plus carries and whatnot into these greens. Uh, and the greens are big and what and everything, but you know, if you're in the rough, might be forced to lay up on a par four. Right, Might just be the safe um, play. So look for uh, look for double buggy avoidance. I think if you can keep your quasi clean card, then I think that's going to keep you on, on on track. So what am I talking about being lazy? I'm talking about that if I can lean on ball Hold striking, on, if I can lean on the ball striking and the putting, I think I can find a third each week and take my three against your brain trust the rest of the season. And that's just you know going to be a side thing that I track. I think I'm going to try to keep it simple. And if Wait, things, get, like, out of, like if things get out stuff. of control, I'll, I'll adjust. I like um, doing that stuff. But hey, Cold Iron, thanks for the shuttle. Yeah, we're, we're doing good. Thanks for joining us. Stick around. We got plenty to talk about. But yeah, no, I like I like tracking kind of your stick, like my own success with the stats. I treat. like you got to because what's the well, point? What's the point? Let's of talk about your success. Let's talk fast. about your success for a minute. I got to go find. This is not even, like for you listening on the pod. This is like awful. First of all, that's three likes in one minute. What am I, a middle schooler? Yeah. Um, I don't know what the going on with my dog right now, or what, where my roommate is, or my kid. Or something. Oh, you chasing some sort of animal? I don't know. I don't but know while what... I do, while I do that, why don't we take it? You take us through. Um, damn. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I hear movement upstairs. This is starting to be scary. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yes, I will take us through the events of the last weekend while you uh, investigate the wildlife. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> the ass kicking that I royally got. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so the, as you might have saw on Twitter uh, this past weekend for the Amex, uh, I went with a, I ended up with a six-for-six six lineup after three days uh, of tournament play before the cut. Bud went, I think it was four-for-six, uh, and that difference right there was enough to give me uh, the win, uh, went ahead and let me get those numbers for you right now because um, I did just have them up and then I went out of it. But so the the win actually, I got the win for the weekend and it actually allowed me to take the lead on the season totals as well. Uh, so your boy here, uh, Mr. Mallard, back on top where the uh, where the teacher belongs until we oh. hit the real life, uh, the real world golf course where Bud will take his throne back. Oh, you had three for six. I'm sorry, you went three for six. I thought you went four for six. No, it was three definitely three that. for six. It was a it was not a great performance for for Team Boudreaux. Four guys uh, over 100 DK points for me. God, but you know what? That's all right. I was I was behind early last season too, and I I think I still sure. will. Um, I'll bet the house is our our boy Mr. See, I will say, but what you keep Checker, doing, like real even with the even with the three miscut, you still had JT Post and like you keep finding at least one guy catching the top ten. At low ownership because JT that was JT posting for you that I don't see what his ownership was uh, right here, but like you know he, he finished T for T six. I might have had all six guys make the cut. None of my six made the top ten. I had two. I had, uh, two in the top twenty only. So I didn't have the the ceiling that your that your guys did. I just had the 
I guess the consistent mediocre play. Consistent me- consistent media <laughs> mediocrity. Consistent- there we go. I knew this sounded wrong. Mediocrity. Consistent mediocrity sounds like a band name. All right, let's get into it. Let's get through these because there is some, there is some scuttle. But Liv is not coming back to Boston, and I'm pissed. I'm oh, no they changed longer, it. I didn't see that they changed that. They they released the final schedule and they took Bolton out of there. And uh, okay. Boudreaux a little pissed. Boudreaux a little butt hurt. And now that Greggy Norman's going around going, ah, oh, we got a CW contract. Shut up, Dawson. Yeah. Like. Go go to which we still haven't talked about on the show because that dropped on Thursday last week after we uh, released our show. Um, Do you want to do quick thoughts on the CW and live before we move on? There's no such thing as quick thoughts on the CW and live. My quick thought is my 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 initial thought was to make a joke and to laugh, and then my immediately following thought of that was that is still a step in the right direction for live because it's still off of YouTube and it's still a network. But they're desecrating the creek. They're desecrating (laughs) Joey Potter. This is like this is one of those things where did it have to be the CW? I it's, mean, it the, is the, weird the, that it, the keeper but, but of I'm Vampire hum- Diaries. I'm hoping this humbles them though to maybe they finally realize, oh, maybe we maybe we're not going to get everything we think we deserve right off the bat. If you're if <laughs> if you're on the production team for like CBS or something, and you're coming off the waste management or even this weekend, yeah. you know how like after the NFL they're like coming up next sixty minutes or you know some nationally renowned TV show. If you're if you're coming off of a, a golf broadcast and it's like yeah you know coming up next the NFL blah 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 oh by yeah. the way on on the CW it's going to be season three of you know Gossip Girl yeah. although Gossip Girl is a phenomenal show I'd hop over for that depending on the NFL game all right so let's start up top 10k I um, I'm not going to try to get cute with this I'm going to say if you really have to pony up the dough do it take John Rom the guy won a, a U.S. Open here he's won everything. He is it uh, yeah. right now. I think my favorite stat I saw float, floating around was something like in the last 20 years, four, or you know, 14 times has a winner three-peated in a season, and like, or 17 times, <clears> and 14 <throat> of those was Tiger. And that's like yeah. what John's trying to do, back to back to back. I, it would Again, it, why would you bet against him? I'm saying if you can build a lineup without him, get the leverage, get your points, do it. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I would never, I would not bet against him right now. Well, two points. Like you said, it's it's good to get on a course like this, tournament like this, to get the horses that you can. So it might be pretty hard to build a lineup considering he's $1,100 um, more expensive than Tony Finau, who is the second most expensive. My second point, what is most impressive about John Rahm's run right, da- right now for me is that I'm pre- I'd have to look back to really confirm this, but I'm pretty. I know at least these last two, it's not like he's been leading wire to wire or even led around. He's he's kind of just staying close, staying in the mix until that fourth round, and then he just turns into another gear and, and and flips it on and takes over. And I think that's we're seeing that champion approach from John Rahm in these wins right now, which uh, I think is starting to finally separate him from the pack. I'm not saying he's up there with the greats yet, but it's a it's a it's a characteristic I think that needs to be watched because it's impressive and what he will need to win some majors. Well, it's a blueprint for Augusta. We saw we saw Scotty mm-hmm. Scheffler go through a similar thing last year where he just started clicking, 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 and then he goes yep. and shoots 20 under at Augusta. I'll say this. I'm not saying – I'm not locking in on John Rahm. I would say if I was going to draw, quote-unquote, to use the term that the kids say, if I'm drawing anybody in, the, in that 10,000 range, I'm actually dropping down and, and taking Colin Morikawa because Ooh, okay. uh, his, his, his he's dialed back in, and I think he's another one of the – I mean, he's he's another two-time major winner. Uh, he – when his when his approach when his approach game is in, is on, he's he expects the outcome a normal tour pro does from their like pitching wedge from his six iron. You know, I mean, he's that he's that dialed in. So he's accurate. He's long enough to win out there. Uh, he's a he's a West Coast kid. And he's won out there before. So I would say take him in the ten k range if you're going to pony up. I, John Rahm, I just had to acknowledge that what he's doing right now is one of those mm-hmm. runs that's just freaking stupid. It is. It's it's impressive, um, but yeah. So I don't I don't mind the the Colin Morikawa play. I will say that um, I prefer um, I I would prefer actually just paying for Xander right there at the same price. Um, I think that one the, you know the with the WD at the century of the back issue obviously had everyone worried, but when you take that out, he hasn't finished outside the top ten in his last four tournaments, uh, and it looks like he didn't miss a beat. So. Uh, I think I'd, I would personally rather uh, pay for Xander there. Um, and when you look at his strokes gain total, 
uh, over the last month or so. I don't think it's dipped between, uh, below 29 in the tournament, it looks like. So, you know, he, he he's in good shape outside of that one WD, which I think at this point we now can tell that was for precautionary reasons. All right. Well, we'll have something to pay attention to up high to see where you're wrong and I'm right. Um, <laughs> dropping down 9K real quick. I think it's an easy. Yes. There, 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 this, 9K is tough. I mean, 9K is real tough. Will Zalatoris almost won here before. Uh, <clears throat> Justin Thomas is always juicy when you can save a couple bucks. When he's not in that yes. top tier, You, but you also have to ask yourself why, because he has not been exactly clicking on all cylinders according to his – well, uh, according to what he expects out of his game. Uh, Sung JM, I'm really big on mm-hmm. this week. Taylor Montgomery's a, Taylor Montgomery's a name that's been popping up again. He's one of those people that mm-hmm. I think the folks are waiting for him to break through. Uh, and yep. then going down Siwoo, we know who Siwoo is. So you look at the 9K range, and I'm sorry, Hideki, not Siwoo. Whew, don't have my glasses on. We do know who Siwoo is. <laughs> yeah, Siwoo's, Siwoo's just barely in the 8K range, but yes, they're both right mm-hmm. there. But that's sorry, that also was my point of like if you're looking down there at Hideki, you might want to save a hundred bucks and go down one more into that 8k range. Yeah. Uh, who do you like? You go first on you, the 9k, so I can tell you why you're wrong. I think you literally said everyone and except you said just about everyone in the 9k range except for two guys, and one of them is my guy, and I'm going back to Max Homa. You love uh, him, I'm in, I've got a crush on him, legit. So, so he we haven't seen him since the Century Tournament Champions where he finished T3. Uh, but other than that, uh, his, he's been great. Strokes gained across the board has been high. Um, really going all the way back to like August, September of last year, he's been on a on a pretty good, consistent run. Uh, last five tournaments he's played, he hasn't finished worse than a T23. Uh, so, and with all my stats, he uh, he ranks top ten or inside the top forty in all of them. So. I'm loving me some Max Home. I'm going back to him. Now, the one thing I don't love about him is he's projected at 21% owned. That's going to be a bit a bit of a tough pill to swallow, um, but I might just have to roll with it because I do just like him that much. You and your ownership. Uh, I, I love all things Max Homa. I think also, if you haven't seen, he did a great, great uh, social media ad, I guess is what the, what the what we would call it. I don't know what the hell the kids would call it, but it was a video on social media for PGA Tour maybe or for one of his sponsors, but it was him being a ball picker and cart boy at a local muni. And he explicitly says like, you know, I got a kid now. I passed up that live money, so I got to figure out where else to go. And I thought that was interesting that they're still willing to kind of have fun kind of with this and take the pot shots at it. I well, and I think it lends the legitimacy to it. We always we sure. do talk. We spend a lot of time talking about the business side of it and what we can judge and everything. And then there also is the reality, which is why uh, schmarmy little Greg Norman gets to go on uh, on TV and go look. We got the people want it. You know, there's 120 million viewers in the CW network. We can't wait to. Pre- How much? I would love to see the the crossover in yeah. the CW <laughs> primary demographic and professional golf. That said, we're there's trying to grow be the a, game. I mean, it's, there's going to be a curve there. It's going to take some time. I know, but he, he it's trending in the right direction. And actually, yeah. we should reach out to our boy Hardy and see if he'd like to come back on. Golf season's getting into shape. Football's about to to wind down and. This is literally the I, the point that he was saying. Call me when they get a TV contract. Well, hey, hey you know what? They just got a TV contract. Let's reassess. I'm gonna call him. <laughs> gonna call. You call him. All right. While you call while you call him, <coughs> I will tell you that I'm I'm just big. I like uh, I like Sungjae there in yeah, the nine like k. But too. as I tip as I tipped my hand, I'll go ahead and just say it. I like Siwoo Kim in the eight k as well. Okay. Uh, Jason Day Jason Day is somebody to keep it keep your eye on as well. Um, Jason Day's been yeah. playing good. Uh, it, I yes. it was a I took the risk on him this, this past week and it paid off all right. So he's not not doing bad right now. Uh, and actually, he ranks ninth in my model. So I think that mm-hmm. right there, I might just go ahead and pencil in me some J Day. I've also talked a lot of garbage about him recently because I've been talking about how he got hurt and then he fooled with us. And are you back? Are you not back? He's had enough runs. Uh, this buds for you is going to toss a little love to J Day. Uh, we're going to draw J Day. I don't know <laughs> who to phase there because. Literally, I think I would just say in the 8K, Mav McNeely, because he because that name is surrounded by everybody else who's sure. pretty much more, more or less proven. I mean, you got Justin Rose down there at the bottom tempting you. Uh, I know you love you some J Rose. And he, he he's the kind of guy that I want when, when I t- kind of go just 
cosmic karmic juju out there and make those connections. I feel like mm -hmm. this is a venue and a place where he's like, oh yeah, I'm familiar with this place. <coughs> Ian, I can see sure. Ian Poulter doing well here if he was still on the tour. You know, just yeah, somebody who this is a journeyman's place. It's hard, so you have to be good. No, Joe Schlub's going to be there, but. Uh, don't sleep on Justin Rose. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to say yay or nay. And I'm going to sure. say, sorry, sorry, Mav McNeely. I think there's just too many A-listers around for a newer name to kind of break through this week. So let me give you one kind of sleeper in this range, um, who played excellent, uh, at the Sony open last year in his last five tournaments. Um, maybe even more than that, but I can only see the last five right now. He's, uh, uh, not missed a cut in his last five appearances. Ranks 13th in my model at $8,000. Hayden Buckley. I love that name. Hayden Buckley. So he ranks out sixth uh, from four on par fours, 450 to 500. Seventh on fairways gained. Uh, 32nd on putting. Uh, he does what, what's bringing him down is he, he ranks like 103 for proximity 200 plus yard shots. Um, but he might be at for the ownership and for the price at 8,009% ownership. Uh, for someone who has been on the positive side of strokes gain total since September of last year uh, and only been on the rise on that in that stat sense, I, I think Hayden Buckley might be a nice little uh, value play. Hayden Buckley sounds like a Southern attorney. Uh, he's actually, actually the pricing is changed. He's actually 7,900. Uh, Are you breaking news on Hayden Buckley? Fantasy National has him listed at 8,000, but it looks like on DraftKings right now he's only 79. So that's Hayden interesting. Buckley. Must be a typo. You heard it. You heard it here first, folks. Hayden Buckley, get in on that. I like this. I like what you're I like what you're doing here because you're pulling names like Hayden Buckley out on a week where I'm saying just disregard the Hayden Buckley. <laughs> I know you, you did say that. <laughs> well, shit, you beat me last week. Don't listen to me. I mean, come on, if anything's proven, that's I don't know what I'm doing. I just I don't know. Fall ass backwards into beating you. Now, the one place I am just gonna go ahead blind pretty much blindly by the numbers is this seven thousand tier. Um, yeah. there's, cause I'm not going to spend too much time splicing hairs after I just did a whole song and dance about stick to brand names, stick to what, you know, stick to familiarity this week. And the waste waste management is really, I think when the, when the tour really kicks off for me, yeah. um, that, I think I said that last week I alluded to it, not a huge fan of the Wednesday, but I am because you tie it into the whole football vibe. So we let it go, but down there in the seven K range. I looked for anybody who was single digits in my model. And again, that model would be strokes gain, ball striking, strokes gain, putting, and double bogey avoidance. That's that's kind of my yeah. keep it, keep it clean, keep it in the in the fairway, and just be there on Sunday with a chance to win. I know that sounds like yeah. a major, but it's really, you know, it's much more. I don't see somebody going out and blowing the field away. So you just want to no. be prepared and that kind of lends itself to experience. That said, <laughs> I went to the experience and I went and sourced the interwebs. I'm <laughs> not above crowdsourcing some help myself and a name that I kept on showing popping up everywhere that also ranks six or seventh in my model, single digits, depending on what weight I put on, which categories, sure. uh, Mr. Mr. Matthew Naismith. Uh, he's, oh, a name yeah. that, he's a name that's been around last year. I think I've picked him once or twice and he's done us well, but it, I think he's also one of those, first of all, his name's kind of weird. It's like N little E big S, you know, it's like N Nismith. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Nismith is one of those names on a leaderboard that jumps out at you. And so I, that's why I'm also like, you know, you've noticed it a couple times last year. And so I'm not going to give it too much thought. I actually might just go down there and plant a flag in him and lean on the statistics and then go back up and start playing around with the bigger names. Cause I would know, I want to know that I've made some room and at seven sure. K, you know, you got some, you got some cash to splash around after that. So I don't hate it. He has missed his last two cuts. Um, so that's the only part of that. That's worrisome for me. Well, I guess it's not the only part. He's, he's uh, pretty much at the back end of the field when it comes to the, the par four lengths of four fifty five hundred. Uh, and then the two missed cuts. So that's the only thing. But like you said, other than uh, other than that, he looks one. Other than that, he's top thirty in approach, proximity yeah. two hundred plus, and and putting. So like I get it. Um, he's yeah. played a lot. He's eighteen of twenty six cuts made. So he's been playing just about every tournament he can get his hand on at this point. Um, so so I get it. He he's going to be in <clears throat> in comfortable form most likely. Um, so I don't. I don't hate that. Play. And then I'll just go ahead and wrap up my 7K real quick. And um, is there even 6K? We're not dicking around with 6K, are we? 
Probably not too. I don't think so. Pardon my, pardon my no one stood out to me too. off the top of my head. So, uh, yeah, well, if you got some 6K love that you want to remind us of, go ahead and hit us in the chat or the comments and let us know. Be like, hey, idiots, you overlooked this guy. But the one <laughs> I'm going to say to overlook in the 7K range is going to be a, a name that I think a lot of people are going <coughs> to latch on to again because of recency bias. But Davis Thompson, uh, if, you, if, you, if, you didn't, if you missed out, he, he reignited the do you leave the pin in debate in the yep. world of golf, because now that you can, I like to leave it in on long putts for the depth perception, which is exactly what he said he does, right? Once you get a little bit longer, it helps, you know, with, with some of that feel. Um, that said, I heard some some of these quote-unquote experts saying, oh, if that pin was out, that was going center cut. That was going to hit the back of that and just – or yeah. not. Or it was just going to lip out like everything. <laughs> like the whole certitude. Don't use a single data point and try to pivot an entire argument because of that one example. Uh, I think I really would love to know the different sciences behind that debate. Uh, but in my, in my assessment, just, just leave it in and put out real quick and let's just move it, move it along like this segment. Yeah. Say no to Davis Thompson this week, heartbreak last week. Uh, I yep. don't, he's going to win this year. He's too dadgum good, uh, but not this week. Uh, one last kind of, Showed from the seven thousand, the seven K range. Uh, Alex Smalley at seventy seven hundred, twenty um, second last week. He did miss the cut at the Sony, but he had uh, three straight top fifteen finishes before that uh, on the rise strokes gain total, and he's pretty much uh, looks like in the top seventy in everything. So the top half of the field and all the key stats, including uh, top twenty in approach. Uh, and so he's just playing well right now outside that Sony Open. Uh, so Alex Smalley, if you're looking to save some money. At 7,800 and low ownership at 12%. Alex Smalley might be a little nice little spot to go there. You have any more thoughts on the fantasy stuff, or do, are you ready to, to pivot into uh, some tea time and some other topics? You think that Alex Smalley is any relation to Stuart Smalley? I don't know. <laughs> do, you know do you know who Stuart Smalley is? I, I don't think I do know who Stuart, Stuart Smalley is. What? <laughs> okay, could, never mind. We'll we'll talk about this off air. Stuart Smalley <laughs> was like an SNL character, but now that I'm saying it, I'm, I'm like I didn't watch, myself I, I didn't watch a lot of SNL anyways. Back um, in the early nineties. Uh, yeah, like I, I just didn't I was never a big SNL. I've seen all the clips, but I never really watched it uh in the time. No, fun fun fact, the guy who played him was Al Franken, who went on to become a senator and then got me too. So that's there you go. Small <laughs> full service here at the uh, at Bud's house of stupid knowledge. Now let's move on. Let's talk. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk some golf. I I, I want to start with the live stuff. We already teased it a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah, the full the full schedule's out. Fourteen places. I think nine of them here in the U.S. Uh, a lot of you know some familiar names. It. I'm just really really chapped that they're not coming back to the Boston area. I'm, that's I think I think that for, for that reason for that reason alone <laughs> for that reason alone I'm I'm just kind of like all right you get what you you get what you pay for which I have said there all this whole time where I don't I don't deny that it's a decent product I just wish that yeah. they wouldn't peacock around the way they will that's we'll all, that's CW. always been really our own, both of our only issue with them yeah well and but here's the thing I can understand where Greg Norman's coming from because they are getting what they need it is moving in the direction he said it needs to um yeah. you know I I I think the bigger the bigger news coming out of all this between the TV deal and I don't know which pro it was I don't know if it's been leaked yet but it was leaked that one PGA Tour pro who was in talks with Liv uh had that had those talks suspended they were Liv basically was like wait hold on we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pause this for a second because essentially now if they do come back it's gonna be with a smaller offer they're just gonna be like we don't yeah. have to give you as much money anymore because you know there's more potential now we've got our TV deal we've got a little more a little more of that in there and so we'll see where the exposure takes us I wonder what this does to their to their model because I do think they're gonna be pretty locked in. I think now that there's a TV contract, I don't think I don't see too many guys jumping ship because yeah. the devil the devil you know beats the devil you don't, and now we have a full picture of of the devil that has come along lately, and it's a <laughs> CW it's a CW place. It, is it too late? Did all the seats at the table that 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 mean anything get taken up, and so there's going to be this talent gap where you were going after DJ and Brooks and you were trying to snipe the top. 
And now all these people in the middle, the Billy Horschels who are all pissed off, but they didn't want to admit it and they got rejected, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're just going to say, you know what? All right. Whoop, because those fat contracts are done. Nobody else is getting 50 million a year from, yeah. from the fund. It's just not <clears> happening. <throat> that was a, and, and that's, that's why also I don't blame some of those guys for taking their bag. Like, dude, you get one shot sometimes at numbers like that. Uh, if you're freaking lucky, right? Come on now. Sure. So I think it's going to definitely, definitely give us a truer sense uh, I think you have to you have to wait it a little bit, saying it is on the CW. But at the same time, people aren't idiots. It's not like they're brand loyalists to go, oh God, where's the final four this year? True TV, yeah, I exactly would never. Fantastic point. Everyone watches it on True TV or whatever. That's a great point. Everybody. Will so get people their who free want people who membership. want to find it are going to have an easier time finding it now than they did finding it on YouTube. Well, and they're already going to have it, and they just didn't even know it. Yeah, exactly. So that is that's uh, that's going to be. The, that's why this is still a positive for live as a whole is because their accessibility is going to be better or easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't deny that. I'm just butthurt and pissed off that they're it's not still funny. We can still make it, fun of it. Being, it's, you know, we can still make fun of it. It's the CW. Well, it's a, it, well, it, listen, it was a fun freaking event. It, it was a new TV. A, it was a good, it's <laughs> oh, funny. It used to, I mean, it was a good time. I was looking forward to another round, you know, yeah. the, the, the whole vibe of it. Um, but that, that, that's where we're also crossing that threshold of, all right, golf fans, are you willing to travel? Are you willing to pay exactly. money? Are you, you know, what, what, so we'll, we'll see. I think after this season, we'll get some better ideas. I'm looking forward to my favorite part about this is golf Twitter. Anytime the lit that live is on. They've started to come out more and, <laughs> and in and, the last like week or two. And so there's, we're, you know, tea time is basically just anything that we want to talk about, anything we want to, we want to gossip about. Uh, and I, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to ask you something real quick. Joe Burrow, speaking of no, a good time, just a, just a mean, mean man. He is. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot here because I say, I understand and I get it earlier. I alluded to the greats need to build up their chip on their shoulders, whatever, whatever possible. Sure. I don't mind him saying what he said when they were like, what do you think about all these fans and you know, the neutral site tickets and whatever. And he was like, better get those refunds going or better. Get I loved those that comment. In. Honestly, I loved it. <laughs> okay, good. You're who I want to talk to. What, what else would he have said? What? Like, what was he, what's he supposed to say? Like, Oh, well, you know, we just feel really fortunate to be here. And you know, I just, it, I think, I think a lot of quarterbacks would have, I think that's what a lot of quarterbacks would have said. Can, okay, I, do you see a do you see a Derek Carr stepping up there in that situation? And because here's what it was too: it was very quick and it was very confident oh, and had all dude. the like all the sass built right into it. I don't see Derek Carr stepping up there and saying, "Better get those refunds ready." It, he almost said it in a way where he could have said that and just walked right off, and it would have been good. You know what I mean? He had the he had the what? like the, what's the what's the word um the like the the verbato is it uh. Gravitas. The gravitas, um, yeah. So, and I guess I'm getting a little old manish here then, because my point is bigger <laughs> than that, which is like, and better get those refunds ready. No, I know they're not going to do it. They're not going to give that money back. Or what were they not supposed to prepare for every eventual outcome? Like, well, no, no, of course it, it was. That's see, that's of course my point. That's, what, that's my well. That's my point. It's like nobody was trying to, and so maybe my beef is with the reporter for phrasing the question in a way. Or but like nobody was trying to take a shot at you. I get that you've got to build up your chip in your head, but that doesn't mean it's real. And that is the, that moment. There's a big conversation going on. Is he cocky? Yeah, he is cocky. And, and two things can be true at the same time. Well, he's good. It's confidence. It's cockiness. He's he's earned it. Yeah. Right. And he comes across as a cocky ass. Okay. He could win and still be just as cocky. And I'd still sit, sit here and be like, <laughs> and you're still an ass. Aaron Rodgers, total ass. Not really. I love Aaron Rodgers. No, he's a total him. ass. I want to do. I want to do drugs with Aaron Rodgers. No, <laughs> I don't. But I, my point is, I. It's still I don't to talk down to. You. <laughs> it, it, I, I almost wanted to be. I wish I could have been that reporter and been like, "Well, yeah, of course they're going to refund the money. Did you? Did you think they were going to keep it?" And like, I would have loved that because I'm so sick of. Let's get a little bit deeper. That's all I'm saying. Let's get a little bit beyond that because yes, <laughs> you loved it. I actually loved it. It got it got my it got my, it got my stuff going. Is. After all, but, as he comes, he says he loves it. <laughs> no, of course, because that's what I want my quarterback to talk like that. I want well, my quarterback and, to be that but bravado. That, and that's, ex that's exactly what the, the vibrato. That's the word I was trying to say. Vibrato. Bravado. Yeah. Vibrato is a singing <laughs> thing. Bravado is nuts. We. I bravado, want that. Whatever. What I don't want is I don't like the pile on culture. 
I don't like the. Sure. I don't like. I don't like. I really hate the like. Oh, did you see what he said? <laughs> what, what? What do you mean? Like, yes, they're going to give the money back. Yes, they had to. And yes, he is a pro athlete. Needed to be. Now I get his edge is to like be smart says, and quick. Says the and man I, who says the man from the generation that used to gather in circles, screaming, "Fight, fight, fight!" and doing the exact same thing. No, <laughs> we, no, we would silently punch each other in the arm, and the first person to make a noise was a wuss, and you lost. <laughs> Um, we did that. We did that with integrity and quietly, uh, cause we didn't want to wake the kids. No, I, I think it's just much more of, I love that. I loved seeing that. Uh, and then I also wish I could have been at a bar just to be that ass who, who was like, really, bro? Like you were out there too. Or just be like, what'd you guys expect? Did you think they really, man, see, nobody believes in us. Shut up. You're the Cincinnati Bengals. You were like one play from winning it all last year. A lot of people believed in you. Even after going 0-2, I think I was even one saying like, eh, it's not sleep on Joey B. Um, I just want to, like anybody else, that that pile on thing, it's just like, come on. Oh, <laughs> did you see what he said? Okay. There, I, I really would just as easily have an, uh, uh, an easy, easy time saying like, I did see what he said. And I thought it was petty <laughs> and beneath him and all the reasons that like when you win, nobody's going to care. And when you lose, everybody's going to pile on. But he didn't He's, say but, that because he was actually like, no, upset. no, but, it was fully. No, for the final, the, the finish of that thought is everything. Sorry. That's, that's <laughs> what makes, but that's what makes like a good, a good leader. Somebody who doesn't yes. care. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to stand their ground. It's us versus the world, no matter what. And then I really loved when people said, do you think you're an under underdog? Never feel like an underdog. Like I'd love me some Joe Burrow. I hate everybody else who thinks that they're cool because they like him. Not I you. See, okay. Yes. I know. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Cause I, I would feel the same way. You know, yeah, it's yeah. the same. It's, you know what? It's the same. It's the same as everybody had to deal with the Pats fans for 20 years because of Tom Brady. We still love you, Tommy. Um, because of him, you know, we, we thought that we could walk around, you know, talking trash and all that kind of stuff. It's obnoxious, but when it's your guys, it's great. I love it. Well, yeah. I don't know. So I get what you're saying though about people. Yeah, think they. I get that, but Speaking, I, I still have no problem with what Joe Burrow said. I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. But I get what you're. No, you're not at all. And I think it was a smart move for them to be prepared for that. Speaking yeah. of whimsical, uh, what do you think? Divot or pivot on the idea of having neutral site conference championship games? Full on pivot. Full on pivot. What a terrible, terrible idea. Just like just a miserable idea. Did we? Did, did we? No, because this just came out over the weekend. Yeah, miserable, miserable idea. I love it. Just bottom line, just bad. I, <laughs> I, I love it. But I think the way you have to you have to reward teams for making the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to reward those stadiums and those people and everything like that. So it would take a conscious transition year or whatever. But they're smart enough to figure out how host sites could be determined by previous playoff wins and then you get entered into a pool the the problem is there's just too much money that you leave on the table to walk away from the current system at least you're locked in when you know you're hosting that game my point is i would love it just from i think it would be fun for for the for the general fan that once you get to maybe the championship games not all playoff games but the championship games i think that's where you could have some fun with it where like I don't know. Maybe there's like one overall seed altogether, or there's just two top seeds in the NFL and, or, you know, that you seed it top to bottom, no more divisions or whatever, but I would love to see some more neutral site games at these top levels, make them much more of a big affair, uh, you know, make a whole thing about it. No. I, I, I understand why it would never happen. I'm just saying, I so love here, the idea. Here's, here's the it'd be a wrinkle. It'd be something new. So I don't think it'll ever happen because I don't think they would get the two third votes from, from the owners. I don't, I don't think yeah, so no, that's, it's never going to happen. I don't, that's why I, I agree. I don't think it's going to happen because of that. I do not believe this is the first, this because of the situation where they're forced into this. I don't think this is the first time they thought about it. Like seriously thought about it. I think what this no. is, is this created an unfortunate opportunity for them to kind of do a test trial of what a neutral site championship game looks like. But I feel like this has probably been a conversation amongst a handful of the decision makers. Like, yes in secret basically for a couple of years now. That's what it feels like to me. Oh God. No, this is absolutely. And it's not new. This is also just an opportunity for a content starved society to talk <laughs> about something else for three and a half minutes. 
uh, yeah, on a podcast. Starved again. <laughs> but it but it does bring up the idea of how do you shake up things in the NFL? Like, let's look at the Pro Bowl. I remember when I was growing up, you didn't want to watch it. 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 it was it was fun. Well, they are essentially this year. Aren't, what are they doing? Like like skills challenges left and right or something like that. See, but I'd like that's I'd rather it just be that. Like I'm more interested in watching that. Like a like a full two yeah. days of like a skills challenge slash flag football. Like I'd rather watch that than a full on pro football Pro Bowl game. I mean, I say even make it lighter than that. Like, make them go play pickleball, or you know, maybe yeah, other, every every sport other than. Or like they had some... they had them do dog. Was it last year or a couple years? Ago they had them do dodgeball. Like that's fun. Yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah, I want to yeah, watch like professional that. football players hurl balls at each other. Like that's fun. You you know. <laughs> I think <laughs> I I say just I honestly I would just say um continue to tweak it as they're doing it's a money maker yeah. you know I I always I do go back to and ever since ever since MLB did their song and dance with the All-Star game and screwed over some of the folks in Atlanta for for political reasons for long and short of it um I go back to no you know you're in a position of power you can wield this influence I get that you know, what do you say to the, to the vendors, the, the moms and dads and the, the folks who are just trying to work that third job to send their kid to summer camp, second reference, uh, you know, and that's what they do. They go and they work the, they work the vendors at these games. They, you know, they were, they yeah. were the ones who lost out on that little bit of revenue and everything like that. And at the end of it all, did you really make your point? So that's when I go back to, I want my neutral site games. Um, and I could make an argument that it would generate the opportunities over here where, you know, blah, blah, blah. But uh, at the end of the day, you got to, you got to just let it ride. You are right. It was just an opportunity to bring it up and discuss it because, Hey, what happens if you're, what if 98% of the people on Twitter are like, let's do it. This is the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. You can always go back to the old way. Uh, but you're right. It would take too much of a vote. There's too much money at the end of the day, mm-hmm. folks. It's this, it's the biggest money-making thing that that's out there not really i mean meet big pharma real estate but for as far as like tangible approachable things that we that we talk about you know sports and football specifically just at the end of the day if you can't get more money out of it it's not going to be a change that they're going to make unless player safety is is at risk and even that is an emerging variable and factor and much more rapidly emerging might we add yes uh i do want to give you the last few minutes of the show here to uh to to announce your new gig if you well not new gig but your 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 other uh, venture side project your side project which uh so i want to give you the floor here if you would like for the last few minutes tell us what do you got going on in the life of uh boudreaux i still well there's no it's no uh (laughs) it's no boudreaux is actually a funny story too back at again camp fourth reference um worked worked with a scottish guy back in the early 2000s named john cartmel and he spoke so fast and i was hard to keep up but it would be Bud, Budley, Boudreaux, Butterific. Uh, there, and then there was a group, about three or four friends of mine I traveled with that uh, they all came about. No. So This Bud's For You is a venture. It's a podcast that you can find on Spotify and Apple. And uh, essentially, life has granted me a fortunate series of experiences and interactions. And through that, I have just met some wonderful people. And I look back on them and either previously or currently, we've had some Interesting experiences. A uh, buddy of mine who's going to be on next week uh, was Navy SEAL for 10 years. He'll be a recurring guest on the show because especially whenever something timely in the news or the mm-hmm. world comes up that might need that kind of lens, um, you know, I'm going to talk to him about it. I do a lot of talking here. I love talking. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a way for me to process things. And you know, I, I do ideate by speaking. But the point of this Buds for You is actually going to be for other people to get their stories out there. Uh, and hopefully their experiences will help people connect with something here, there, or anywhere else. And it is just supposed to be kind of a weekly escape, whether you're at the gym, in the car, walking the dog, you're on the subway. Hopefully it's just a friendly conversation with somebody that uh, you've either never met or if you have met these people, it's a new experience that you've never heard about before and shed some light on on the world that way. So this week was uh, a buddy of mine who's just dove head first into stand-up comedy about a year and a half ago. And the way he says it, he found himself levitating on stage. And that's when he knew that that's yes. what he wanted to do with the rest of his life. Uh, next week is, is my best friend who was a Navy SEAL. Um, I got some good, some good people in the lineup. We got a baseball team owner, a friend of mine who's a smoke jumper. So if you ever want to hear what it's like to be those, one of those whack jobs who goes, flies around and jumps out of planes into wildfires. So that's going to be this buds for you. And it's F O R E because like, if you're a fan of this show, you understand, I don't want to get sued by Anheuser-Busch. I am loud and I am a golf nut. 
So I appreciate that. And once again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the Mahler Bros for making us look good in our – my shirt is actually <laughs> is, is in the wash right now. That's why we have this. Had to yep. throw a shout-out to the, our boy Moose over at uh, Fantasy National. And as always, when in doubt, pipe it. So thank you Hell so yeah. much to our friends at Belly Up. And Andrew, take us home. Back to you in the Yes, studio. and as always, on both those sites, Piper go- Piper.golf and Malabros.com. Go ahead when you're on your checkout and use discount code DIVPIV, that's D-I-V-P-I-V, for a 10% discount on your order on both of those sites. So don't forget to check that out. But that is going to do it for us tonight. Uh, we'll be back Next Tuesday, as always, 8 o'clock, same time, same location. Don't forget to get your lineups in tonight. Play kicks off 12 o'clock Eastern if you're on the East Coast. Uh, yeah, yeah, 12 o'clock Eastern is when the contest start on drafting. So get your lineups in there. Be ready. Uh, and be like I said, because of that, we are going to be making sure that this episode is re-releasing up on the podcast channels uh, first thing in the morning. Uh, so if you listen to it that way, thank you for listening that way as well. We appreciate the downloads. Don't forget to subscribe, subscribe on YouTube. We love you all. We will see you next week.